meditate, manifest, invest in you. Join me on my spiritual journey as I elevate myself and like-minded listeners to a higher level mentally, physically, and spiritually. Thank you for listening. This is Black Hippie Lounge, and I am your host, Chanel. So um, tonight is going to be round two of Black is Beautiful, continuing on about just the recent events of police brutality and the protests that have been going on. And for tonight, we tried to get the perspective of someone who works within the police department and who is Black, so they have, you know, the experience of both sides and trying to give us some pointers about what we can do and just advice from a different perspective. So I'm interviewing my mom today. She's um, a detective for the police department. Um, So I'm just going to be able to ask her some questions. So mom, thank you for for coming on tonight. Um, Do you want to just give a little intro of who you are? Yes. Well, thank you for having me. And... Super proud of you for doing this. I love it. Makes me smile. Um, so, okay. So, my name is Kim Coney. Kim Murray now. Sorry. Got married. And um, I've been with the Newton Police Department for over 20 years. Um, I began in uh, 1998. And my background is um, I've had domestic violence, working within the courts, sexual assault investigator, school resource officer, um, also on the stress team, and um, I also teach uh, RAD, which is a rape aggression defense um, instructor. So, long time on the job. I'm the only black person there right now. There were three of us, two, the other two males have retired within the last three to five years, so I am it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. So what advice would you give to our black youth today concerning the recent protests and how to protect themselves while still making sure they're being heard? Uh, I, you know, you and I, we speak about this a lot and, um, I always tell you how proud I am, especially you you and your brothers, you go out there and and you have your voice. Whereas before that was unheard of not unheard of, but my era, we didn't, we didn't do that. I felt like we were sleeping, you know what I mean? Just going along with the flow, mm-hmm. getting whatever crumbs that were thrown to us. Um, but it's just to be careful, just to be extra careful. Obviously the phone and being able to film things is very important nowadays mm-hmm. because everyone wants to pretend, I shouldn't say everyone, that that's pretty blatant, but um, you know, a lot of people want to pretend like this, this stuff is not happening. Um, many of them are, are people that I work with. Um, you know, they would rather see me, a lot of them, I should say, would rather see me as just another officer. They don't want to see me as the black female officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to be super careful and, and, and just tell each other where you are and not accept anything from any strangers within the crowd. Um, you know how your brother was telling us about the person handing out snacks that yeah there was a girl who's handing out like granolas and yeah it it turned out like some it wasn't there but somewhere else i guess the water they had put like antifreeze in the water it wasn't in boston but it was somewhere else 
So just definitely yeah. be careful about don't take any drinks right. and stuff like that from because random people. People are afraid of, of your voice right now. They mm-hmm. are terrified of the change that you can make. Yeah. Okay. So how has your experience as the only black female detective in the entire department that you work for shaped your views on law enforcement? And prior to becoming a police officer and working in the police force, were your views different of the police and did it change you know, now that you've worked in the department? So I I never thought I was going to become a police officer. I should say that probably first. I really wanted to become a meteorologist. And, but, you know, things obviously didn't work out that way. You know, you have children, you you need a steady, solid job. I worked for um, Mass Biologics before that. And I just said, you know what? A friend of mine said, you know, it'd be great, take the test. You know, it's a solid job, it's union, it's, you know. And I went for it, did it, and ended up getting the call, obviously, for Newton. We had just moved there from Boston, grew up in Roxbury. And um, my views of the police were always as the people who, you know, they came and took you away. Um, I don't remember any police being, like, super friendly or, you know, hey, kids, and, you know what I mean, having an ice cream truck with a Boston PD came down with the ice cream truck. We didn't have any of that. But we did have a lot of fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I saw the the police officers as a kid as someone who would humiliate um, any males in the community. Um, and that did not sit well with me. Um, like I said, that was not the career that I was thinking. But I said, you know what? If I do it, I'll go in. Maybe there's some way that I can make it some type of a change. And so that's how I ended up. Uh, becoming a police officer, if that's what you ask. Sorry. So now that you are a police officer, have your views changed of the police? Not, not really. Just, uh, just a little bit in the sense of, oh, okay. Well, they're they're not allowed to humiliate you by, like, I don't know if I mentioned before, but as a young girl growing up, I remember going through Dudley Station. Um, we lived in St. Joseph's and we wasn't that far from the police station and everything. And, and you know, I, I saw police search black men constantly with, and they would make them take their pants down. Yeah, they'd be there with the underwear, but it's like, are you kidding me? How humiliating and making them stay that way for a long time to search them. Um, and back then you went, you went to jail for, uh, uh, we called it a roach, which was the, the last of a, um, of a, of a marijuana cigarette or weed Yeah, cigarette. we know what a roach is. <laughs> okay, 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 I didn't know, I didn't know. Okay, so, so I didn't know you have to get lingo, you know what I mean? So, so, all right, all right. So, um, back then you went to jail for stuff. They wanted to take your freedom away, they took it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's slick ways to do it. Like, you know, pulling you over, um, you know, you know and, and not giving you a warning or, or, you know, keeping you there longer and checking your entire history where I know for a fact that's not the same thing that's done. You have the option to, if someone has the suspended license, to have someone else, hey, can you call a licensed driver and they can come pick the car up? We don't have to tow it. We don't have to now add that stuff on there, but you cannot drive it. And yes, you are going to be issued a criminal application for driving under suspended license. But now look, now you don't have to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Karen doesn't have to go to jail, but mm-hmm. Tanisha got to go. <laughs> I'm then I'm just putting it straight out there Mm -hmm. like that. You know, I've seen it time and time again in Newton where 
you know, oh, we can call this person and see if this person has a licensed driver. They were able to get one. And, you know, everyone's every officer's style is a little bit different. Um, and some of them, you see the same pattern again and again, where you're like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it should be, if the person doesn't have a history of suspensions, that person, then you're going to weigh the odds and say, hold on a second. This person doesn't get it. I need to do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. But if the person is the first time suspended or whatever, you know, it's like, seriously, you can't cut her a break, but you can cut this dude a break. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I see it. And, you know, the com- the slick comments, sometimes people say stuff. You have to constantly be in defense mode mm-hmm. um, and check people. Um, I mean, I remember a time when um, one of the guys told me, oh, yeah, I saw your son. He was hanging in Newton Center. And I said, you saw my son? Now, it, you know. Chanel can give you a little history about me. I, I am very dumb nonsense and I know where my kids are. Mm-hmm. So when he just threw that out there, I said, what are you talking about? And he said, oh yeah, I saw him hanging in Newton Center. I said, you saw my son hanging in Newton Center? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I saw him out there. And I said, okay. I said, and when was this? He goes, oh, it was yesterday, just last night. Really? That's funny. I said, because he was sitting next to me all night at the drive-in in Menden. And then I just looked at him. And now he's like, quiet. I said, you can open your mouth and you can apologize right now. You don't even know what my kid looks like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who the, and I'm not going to swear on your podcast, no, you can. But, I, <laughs> but I broke that shit down real quick. Yeah. Okay. Like you can, you can try and fuck with me, but do not fuck with my mm-hmm. kids. And it just shows you that they try to group. Exactly. All, all of us don't so look alike. So some black male was yeah. hanging in Newton Center and all of a sudden that had to be Kim's kid. Mm-hmm. Because you must be the only black person living in Newton. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and, um. and it was threatening to them. I knew it right from the beginning. And um, they wanted to know why I was there, who I came there for, who who was I related to, um, trying to ask me all these different questions. And listen, I'm from the hood. You don't ask nobody their business. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so for me, I was like, I didn't take to that right off the jump. It was just like, oh, oh, where did you grow up? I said, where'd you grow up? <laughs> like, yeah. this is not an interview. I already got the job, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, don't get me started. <laughs> but but they would try that little slick shit like that where I'm like, yo, what's up? I drove, I drove, you know, one of the first cars. We had um, a couple of Volvos. Volvo was my car, obviously. And then my, one of my first cars that I purchased myself was um, the Saab Convertible. And, man, when I pulled up in that Saab Convertible... Girl, I'll never forget the look on their faces. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it the hateration was real. Mm. Um, like little things like that. Like they just couldn't stand it. Like I worked a lot of details because you know, single mom, making sure that you guys take care of them, whatever. Private school and all that, and that's my business. Mm-hmm. But man, she works a lot of details. Okay, mind your business. Mm-hmm. They were afraid of someone else getting ahead of them. Yeah. Makes sense. So do you think the solution is to have more black people in law enforcement? Um, Not just as police officers, but as judges, lawyers, just all around involved? Or is it solely something, is it more so that we need the diversity? Or is it just that certain people shouldn't be in the police force? It's a combination. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, right off the bat, there's several people that do not need to be there right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for the most part, I get along with with a, a large amount of the force. Mm-hmm. The problem is this: 
yes, I do think, I think more black, the more black, the better for anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, number two, cause then there's more understanding. There's more, listen, I understand you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she's not just saying this. Oh, she's got an attitude because she speaks up for herself. Um, more black, the better. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people that do not need to be there. I believe there should be psychological evaluations more often. We had to have one initially to get on the job, mm-hmm. but you could have been someone who okie doke from Iowa and a good person who never met a black person in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But just a good family, God fearing raised person. Then you come to the police department. Okay. And now you are riding the wave as I, as I, as I say it, like now it's like, you want to get along. It's a huge part of it is social. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't gel with the group, mm-hmm. the majority, you become the minority or the weirdo or the, you know, oh, this this guy, <laughs> he doesn't laugh at any of our jokes and want to hang out with us and have coffee. What's up with him? Or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's how they roll. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, most of them are related to each other. Mm-hmm. They all boost each other up. Make sure you take the test and do this and study and all this. They do. They save that for them. Mm-hmm. They keep all that private. Now they have to post all that stuff in the station. Before they kept that private because they didn't want anyone else to get ahead. Mm. Okay. So um, I think, like I said, more black, the better. Definitely need to do psychological evaluations more often. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times officers have a lot of stuff happening at home that they feel like it's just not my fault. And it's like, grow up. Mm -hmm. A lot of them feel like the uniform gives them the right to be an asshole Mm -hmm. and it's not okay. But there are also a lot of of guys that have raised right, you know what I mean? And try and give people a fair shot. But at the same time, if it's embedded to you that that black person is suspect, the black person you see, they're suspect. And you don't have no idea. Yeah, I appreciate Newton rallying and protesting, but I can't tell you how many calls over the years where the suspicious black male is standing on the corner on the phone or in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's suspicious. Why is it suspicious? Well, he's there and we don't usually see black people. Really? <laughs> really? You know what I mean? And there's a lot of officers that won't even approach that that male and, and, and stomp on his rights by questioning him. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who can't wait to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or assume that like Chestnut Hill Mall, I got into a complete argument, um, screaming match with a, a, a sergeant now who was referring to some black males that were up at the mall that, quote unquote, didn't look like they belong. Mm. And I'm like, really? Mm. So what does that mean? <laughs> where, where, where do they look like they belong? Where, where do they belong? Where do your kids belong? Right. But anyway... But, you know, yeah. he showed his true colors. Mm-hmm. But he thought I was going to co-sign that bullshit. Right. And when I didn't, he got all offended. Right. Oh, well. Got the wrong person. <laughs> so, all right. So you basically say it's a combination that we need to have more black people. But we also need to have just more yes awareness within the police department. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and the more roles, the better. Because the mm-hmm. only time I got to see a, a black judge was when I had to go to Roxbury for a case. Mm. I ended up in, ended up coming to Roxbury, the Newton piece, and then it was the Roxbury piece, and they asked me to come here, and I was just beaming with pride because mm-hmm. I got to see black judges. Mm-hmm. But that was like my first time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I wish I had had the, when I began the motivation that made myself take the time to do the test or either go to law school. Everyone always tells me I should be a lawyer the way that, <laughs> that I go on and argue. But at the same time, you know, those are things that more the better, mm-hmm. you know, the more that our people can look up to and say, Hey, wait a minute, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I might want my voice heard in this different way. Mm-hmm. But the culture of the police is all, there are so many relatives and so many mixed relationships. And this one's married to this one mm-hmm. and that you have no idea. Don't forget. I think a lot of people don't understand or a lot of people do shouldn't assume, um, it's not, that, not only just that, the police department, but it's the city halls, the schools. There's always a connection mm-hmm. between the police department, the fire department, city hall, all those jobs like that. There, There's somebody, a relative, a wife, a cousin, a brother, is all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them. Which makes it harder for other people Which to get in. Which makes it really hard for someone else to get in because it's whisper, whisper. Hey, this position's open up. Well, this one's leaving and blah, blah, blah. It's all, a lot of the stuff is on the QT and a lot of stuff is hooked up. There's There were a couple of females that came on after me. One of them who couldn't even pass the physical test the first time. But didn't they hook her up with a job during the day and I had to still work overnights? Absolutely. Mm. Mm. So do you think we as a people need to be more educated on the law too. Um, and if so, how can we as a community change the narrative when it comes to the police? Like right now it's always, you know, a lot of people are on this, I wouldn't say wave, but it is a lot of F the police and just like complete no trust of the police. Mm -hmm. And obviously we need some type of law and order, you know what I mean? We can't just run amok, but, um, how can we change the narrative of the police itself, do you think? So to answer the first part of your, your question, um, absolutely you need to be educated on the law. Um, our, our males, our females, you need to know that when you pull over and just because the officer says, do you have anything in the vehicle? You've answered the question now. No, officer, I do not. Mind if I take a look around? Yes, I do. Do you have a warrant? No warrant? No, you're not looking around. I would appreciate my citation mm-hmm. for whatever you pulled me over for, and I'd like to be on my way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And if not, then you need to get me a supervisor down here. Mm-hmm. No supervisor? Okay. Well, I'm going to pick up my phone right now, and I'm going to call 911 and let them know that I'm at the stop requesting a supervisor, and you're not getting me one down here. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of it is stomping on the whites. I remember... Slapping on your right, excuse me, not on the white. <laughs> um, so we can do that too. I'm on the white, and so uh, so in little things. It was little things growing up. You, you know, a lot of black people, people in the city, they didn't understand that. What was this? What, what am I getting pulled over for? Well, hanging those air fresheners on your rearview uh, mirror that lets them in your car. It's a wild way to get in the vehicle. Okay. Having that, that having something even appear, look, your little baby sneakers, or everyone always hung something from that mm. that mirror. Well, guess what? You can't do that. That's a reason right there to get pulled over. And once you're pulled over, it's a way to quote unquote get in that car. Mm. When technically, you really can't get in the car unless they give you permission. Mm. So many people say, okay, and it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, right. because your friend might have something. 
they might what if something somebody with something planted was planted there yeah. what if you don't know what the motive is all you know is joe good citizen you don't have anything and there's no reason for anyone to stop on your rights mm-hmm. on your rights and you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. We see it on TV. We see it on videos all the time. No. What's your badge number? Who told you to pull me over? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. That's Ken all day. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, and have the officer completely shook. Yep. But they're counting on us to be shaking in our boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of it is like people, as soon as they say, oh, can we search? And you know you don't have anything. You get offended because it's like, oh, I know I don't. You know what I mean? I know you I don't do have it. anything. But, but you can't do it. You can't. I, I was telling you this. As soon as you guys started driving, I said, you better not let anybody search your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So how, last question. How do you personally balance between being a black woman and working in law, law enforcement and being able to separate the two, especially in times like this? Like, how do you bring awareness at your job and still keep that professionalism, I guess? It's, it's not easy especially right now i found myself to be very emotional the last couple of times a lot very emotional sorry that's our dog in the background um, i found myself to be very emotional um the last couple of weeks um it's hard because there was an issue um where someone was stopped by the police um i got there later it's a black male and he gave an interview saying that, you know, that guns were drawn on him. When I got there, I didn't see any of that. But clearly, this this male is not making it up. This this man is not making up what he saw. And and uh, anyway, in a nutshell, um, in a nutshell, it, it's 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 hard. I just I speak up when I can. Without getting too much into the story, I speak up when I can. I speak up. When I have to speak up, and I, which is all the time, but you you wouldn't believe some of the stupid things that are said in mm-hmm. front of me that mm-hmm. people expect me to completely co-sign. Mm-hmm. And then when I check them, they're like, wow, what's wrong with her? Mm-hmm. But this is the society that I'm living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So part of it is just ignorance, and then all of it is like... Yeah. I feel like it, for what you're saying, it's almost like they expect you to... Forget that you're black, and to just because you're a police officer. So for someone in the, in the office to say, "Well, he's exaggerating. How how dare they say he pulled he pulled out six guns?" Well, and that's when I'm like, "Well, is one enough? Mm-hmm. Is one gun enough? How would you, how would you feel if it was your father, your uncle, your brother? Is that enough? Mm-hmm. Is one gun enough?" Not okay, dude. Because that's not what they're trained to do. You know, that's not the that's not the right. first resort. If you want to have a conversation with somebody, why are you pulling your gun out? Right. Because I'm sorry, if someone put a gun on me, my whole mood is gonna change yeah, too. I'm dude. like, all right, I'm either gonna Talk die or I'm not. It's Talk like, about PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole community should have PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like I like I said, I've been emotional. I found myself to be emotional the last couple of days. When unexpectedly, where I'm like, man, this is really bubbling because I'm constantly on defense mode. Right. You know, oh, somebody said the other day, oh, it's nice that somebody said something nice about the police. Dude, that's great that that's her experience. That's great that that's her experience. But you think these people are just saying stuff about the police or do you think the police that are doing these things are actually doing them? You know, and then I get the duh look. Right. You know what I mean? Just shut up. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, it's it's hard sometimes. Like right. I said, but I do work with a lot of good people. 
but a lot of them are very ignorant and they mm-hmm. haven't grown up around other people, but I haven't either. But guess what? I still treat people as they treat me. Right. That's how I roll. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. I think that's a, a thing that I hear a lot from people now, like generation wise, our younger generation is like, all oh, the cops are bad. When it's like, all cops are not bad bad it's just there are there are a great number that are it's just it's the, it's individual person because you know what i mean like you can't say that all of them are bad because not all of them every single one of them is doing something bad but right. the ones who are bad yeah they're bad oh yeah it, um, listen i i say it not to cut you off but it's it's the same as any uniform think about priests mm-hmm. they're, they're not called from god to become priests that's a choice that they make. They may have say they have an internal calling, whatever works for you. But at the end of the day, they are putting on a uniform. Mm-hmm. Some are bad. Guess what? A lot of them were bad, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are still bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. No one ever thought that, mm-hmm. but look at that. So same scenario. It is a uniform. Right. You go to Home Depot. This person might be helpful. That person might not be. Mm-hmm. Okay? And and that's how I have to, you have to put it into perspective. Yeah. You know, Nina always taught me, you treat people how they treat you. Be, sus- be suspect when someone tries to get all up in your business. Mm-hmm. Be suspect when someone's trying to tell you that someone else is talking about you or trying to stir the pot. Always ask the questions, why is this person coming delivering me this information? Be suspect of what someone's motives are. And, and I'm telling you, You'd be surprised. Some of the women are worse than the men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cause they feel threatened by you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had to sue them. I've had some people try to say that they feel threatened by me and filed the complaint. Another police officer mm-hmm. where I'm like, really? You're supposed to be on the street protecting the public. You can't protect yourself against me. Right. Right. It's but, little, little games like that that they play. Exactly. So, they love to say they're threatened by someone when oh, they yeah. don't get their way. Right, because I wasn't putting place. up, I wasn't co-signing the bullshit. Right, right. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's anywhere. I know in the hospital, that's all I used to deal with. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's anywhere. It's, like you said, it's not necessarily a group of, it's not the uniform, it's the person yeah. themselves, the individual. They're either right. they're a good person, they're not. Whether they're a cop, a, a that's it. fireman, or whatever a person Sometimes you get a great doctor where you're yeah. like yes and then other times you're like what the heck is wrong with him or her right it, it's a uniform it is a steady job that you can pay your bills take care of your family but some people have issues mm-hmm. and they bring it with them to the job right yeah okay period and that that's just it right well so overall i would say that you um, definitely are making a, a difference um, being a black woman in a predominantly white uh, police department and you've moved your way up to a de- detective um, and you have your hand in so many different um, avenues I guess I would say um, within the department so it's definitely something to be proud of um, and um, I think it's it's definitely important to have more of us within these these occupations like you said um in whatever whatever location doesn't have to just be in the inner city you know what i mean it's all over it should be because like you said there needs to be representation everywhere because black people don't just live in one sole area we live everywhere so there should be a mix everywhere it should be 
diverse in every yes department, not just in the areas where predominantly you know a certain race of people live. Correct. Um, so definitely, I think pushing that, like you said, is important and can make it. You know, I like you said. I also like how you said um, the mental checks, the psych psyche valves. Yes, those need to be more frequent. Like you said, not just when you're coming in, because if you yes. came in as a 21 year old and now you're 30 something, I think your psych might have changed based on Big certain time. events that have happened. So Big having time. the frequent ones can help you evaluate what people need. You right. know, like mental right. awareness is definitely important. Like you said, people bring in things from personal life and might take it out on some random person right. you know right um doesn't make it right but no. you know it's that's the like you said you you took a you swore to to protect and serve so that's what you should be doing yeah and if you're not capable if you don't have the mindset to do that time for a break yeah time to get let it go yeah get your mind right yeah because it's not it's not okay to mistreat anyone right you know yeah um and i and i do i feel like right now one more thing is i feel like the state police are skating Mm, um, yeah, they're no another. Is, they're no another one, one. A word about yeah, them? Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> they are, yeah, very much, very much. Let's just say they're in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the state police are known for right just now. Being they're kind of like, tucking back. Yeah, you haven't seen them throughout mm-hmm. this entire process, mm-hmm. and they're almost doing like the, the hiding right now. Yeah, that's true. That's a good okay? point. You really and don't. no one's bringing that up at all. Yeah, not one word out of them. You think that's the only thing that they've ever done was to to take the overtime money, and you really think that it stopped where it stopped? Yeah. Like every there's corruption anywhere and everywhere, whether it's political, whether it's police, whether it's thing. But you can't tell me that the, that the state police are not. They don't have a deep role in these actions against black males and against black females. Can't tell me. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. So all right. Well, thank you for. For coming on definitely appreciate the information that you have given um i would say just keep doing your thing um definitely proud of the work that you do um and Thank yeah you. um yeah we, anytime you want <laughs> yeah we definitely like i said it's, it's good to see uh especially as a black woman because not only black men but i feel like black women are always left behind so just having that representation and not being someone who sits back and just allows people to say whatever is definitely important um so yeah definitely appreciate you for for joining um and thank you for listening to black hippie lounge i'm your host chanel